You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. First podcast of 2017 as far as the Blue Jays go. So, Happy New Year, Gregor. Happy New Year to you, too. All right, and spring training's coming fast, man. Uh, less than six weeks, I guess, until pitchers and catchers reported, uh, report down in Florida. Um, but still some things to do. There's some stuff you know the Blue Jays still need to take care of and will. But what about a bold prediction? How about something that is kind of off the obvious um, and something that the Blue Jays could still get done here that would uh, really get the fan base excited? I'm going to go with Jose Batista coming back on what would probably be a one-year deal. And it's something I didn't think uh, had much of a chance at all of happening happening earlier on in the offseason, but a lot of things have changed since then. Obviously, Edwin Encarnacion uh, is in Cleveland. The Blue Jays are still in need of another middle-of-the-order type bat. And most importantly, Jose Batista's market just hasn't developed as expected. And Here we are into the new year, and he's still looking for a deal. Um, he's had to alter his expectations of what he's going to get through free agency. And to a certain extent, I think the Blue Jays have as well after missing out on guys like Dexter Fowler. And to me, it just makes too much sense for these two sides to eventually reunite uh, and come up with some sort of compromise, something around uh, the qualifying offer that Batista initially declined at the beginning of the offseason. But I've thought for a little while now that these two sides are better off together than they are apart. And so I don't think a deal is going to happen soon. Uh, but my bold prediction would be that at some point before spring training, uh, he comes back on a one-year deal. Interesting that Batista has kind of had to recalculate um, his value, I guess, and, and his plans, much like Edwin Encarnacion had to. Uh, both those guys that you thought unlikely the Blue Jays could bring back or they'd bring back one, and, and it's been such a fascinating offseason when it comes to that, and certainly the draft pick attachment is part of that as well. But that would be bold if Batista comes back, and, and people would certainly be excited to keep that guy in their lineup and hopefully have a bounce-back season in 2017. There's been some rumors swirling around as far as outfielders go, if it's not bringing back Jose Batista, that maybe the Blue Jays have some interest in trading Maybe for Brett Gardner, a guy within the division with the New York Yankees. And back in the winter meetings, I know Brian Cashman, the Yankees general manager, said he wasn't against making trades within the division, which is surprising because you don't see a lot of that going on. But is there any fire to the smoke about Brett Gardner and the Blue Jays? I don't think there's too much there. Uh, I mean, there is in the sense that Brett Gardner would be a perfect fit for this team. I mean, he's the exact kind of player uh, that the Blue Jays really kind of need. Someone you can put up at the top of the order, uh, someone who's going to bring a little bit of speed and some good defense, uh, and another left-handed bat as well. And, and I think that he's a perfect fit. Uh, but I, I just have too much skepticism around the fact that the Jays and, and Yankees would ever be able to get on side in a deal. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that, that both sides would touch base and it, at least see uh, what the other is willing to part with and what the price will be. Uh, but it has just been a, a very long time since those two sides have come together on any type of deal. And uh, the fact that both of them um, are still hoping to contend next year, one's not in a rebuilding status or anything like that, uh, to me, I just, I just can't imagine uh, those two sides would eventually get something done. So outfield, obviously, still, still something the Blue Jays want to get done. The bullpen also needs some help between here and the start of spring training, and really from both sides, right? They need to bring in still a left-handed and a right-handed reliever. Yeah, they do. And uh, the Jays haven't signed a reliever at all to a major league deal so far this offseason, which 
uh, the fact that we're now in January is a bit of a surprise because um, it's certainly an area that definitely needs to be addressed. But there's no question about it. Losing Brett Cecil, particularly from the left side, is, is a real uh, you know dangerous blow to this team, and, and they, because they don't have a lot of options. Uh, outside of that, Aaron, Aaron Luke is one of the internal options, but he's struggled the last couple of years. They really do absolutely need to add someone there, and I, and I think they will before the start of spring training. From the right side, I, I don't think they're quite as worried. I think they would still be well-served to add another guy, but I, they will have some internal candidates there. They're going to bring in some people uh, to compete for jobs uh, as well. So they, I think they might be able to get by on that end, but they absolutely need to add a lefty uh, to give John Gibbons some more options late in, late in games. And you mentioned guys that, that can be brought in, and Gavin Floyd has been brought back on a minor league deal. He'll be at spring training. Um, obviously, he's a guy who's battled so many injuries over the years. Um, when he's healthy, he's oftentimes very effective on the mound. He doesn't necessarily uh, need to have big velocity to be effective, so you would think he could still pitch later on in his career. Uh, what are the hopes for Gavin Floyd as a Blue Jay in 2017? You know, the, the hopes are a lot of the same ones that he had going into 2016. You know, he's, he's going to have a chance to compete for a job uh, in the bullpen. He's going to provide some additional depth for the starting rotation. And, uh, you know, he had a pretty good, strong start to 2016 after he just um, almost beat out Aaron Sanchez in spring training for the final spot in the rotation, but ended up in the bullpen. And he actually became a, a, a high-leverage guy down there for uh, John Gibbons. The problem was is that I think the workload eventually caught up to him. He struggled uh, when pitching on back-to-back days. Uh, and as the season wore on a little bit, as it got into to late May and early June, um, you know, his effectiveness wasn't quite there the same way it was in April. And uh, then that obviously reared its ugly head with a, with a torn lat muscle. And, and really with Floyd, it's, it's, it's whether or not he's going to have enough durability to be a guy who can be relied upon down there. Because um, injuries have played a role now for him for the last three, four years. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But when he's been on the mound, he's been effective. So it's a no-risk deal for the Jays. They'll, they'll get a look at him again in spring training, see where he's at, and, and they'll see how he holds up. And if he holds up, I think he has a strong shot to make that bullpen. And, um, you know, if he does get hurt, it would be unfortunate for him. But the Blue Jays uh, wouldn't have much risk there on the non-guaranteed deal. Yeah, certainly a good move and a guy they, they like too personally in that clubhouse and everything. So so a good fit if it works out. Gregor, are the Blue Jays now, this may change if they were to make that bold prediction come true and bring back Jose Batista. But if that doesn't happen, is there a change of offensive philosophy coming a little bit with this team with Edwin Encarnacion gone? Are they going to score runs in different ways in 2017 or at least try to? I think they are, and I think that is definitely the hope for this organization. They haven't done quite as much as, as I thought that they would in that regard uh, so far, but I think you know, as this offseason progresses and, and as this team moves forward uh, in the next year or so, I think you are going to see a little bit of a different approach with the lineup. I don't think you know, this has been a homer-happy ball club uh, for a very long period of time, even, even really dating back before. Uh, Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion. This has always been a team that's known for hitting home runs, and you know there's there's going to be a bit of that in this lineup. But I think really the the regime of, of Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins have, have made it a priority to um, have a lineup that's a little bit more versatile and, and a little bit more speed. Um, so that's something that they continue to look for, and because they don't have a lot of those guys right now, that's the long term goal. Um, but I do think you're going to see not necessarily like the bunting small ball type. 
but I do think they're looking for uh, more guys who who, with, who will bring speed, do some things on the base pass, and maybe be more the, the doubles type threat as opposed to uh, you know the 35 homer high strikeout type of guy. It'll certainly be a different thing going on uh, at Rogers Center from what we've gotten used to with this Blue Jays team the last few years. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you, Gregor. Aaron Sanchez has hired the Boris Corporation, uh, Scott Boris and company, as his representation. And obviously, Boris clients have a history of finding their way to free agency and not signing extensions uh, while with their original club. So that immediately makes you think that it's less likely that Aaron Sanchez is going to be willing to, to sign an extension before he becomes a free agent. Obviously, that's still years away, but still something worth noting, I think, as the Blue Jays kind of plan for the future and look down the road. Maybe they have to alter their thoughts a little bit as far as the, the possibility of keeping Aaron Sanchez long term. Yeah, and it's definitely worth noting. And you could, you could sense it on, on Twitter the other day when it, when it happened. Uh, I think there's a lot of nervous Blue Jays fans right off the bat, even though this is a situation that is really four years down the road. But but it is understandable because of the, the track record that Scott Boris has, and he's done a great job for his clients over the years, but he's he really is someone who, who seems to focus on maximizing value, and a lot of times uh, his big-name big name players uh, always end up exploring free agency. So you would think that that would diminish the possibility of, of a long-term deal uh, before Sanchez hits free agency, but uh, only time will tell on that. The one thing that I will add on this is that you know the, the previous uh, regime the Jays had under Beeston and, and Alex Anthopoulos, they really did not do much business really at all with Scott Boris. There was no connection between those two sides. It's a little bit different uh, with this current front office. Uh, the Jays did sign Franklin Morales, who was a, a Boris client uh, this year, and that was the first time in a long time the Jays uh, had someone of his inside the organization. Morales' deal didn't work out, but it does show that uh, there is a working relationship there with Boris. And so, uh, you know, it can't be entirely ruled out, but I, I would be very surprised uh, if the Jays at some point are able to lock up Sanchez before he eventually reaches free agency. But thankfully for them, that's that's a problem for uh, – they don't really have to worry about it for at least a couple of years or four, years, four more years of control. Yeah, a lot of things can happen, obviously, over the course of the next four years. Great stuff, as always, Gregor. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over four mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.